Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sega Guys, and this is part two of our Chronicle series. Last episode we talked about the original Virtua Fighter, the game that revolutionized the fighting game industry in the, in the arcades, and now we're moving on to Virtua Fighter 2. So you've got myself, Dan, and uh, we've also got my partner in crime, as ever, James, aka Dreamcast Addict. How are you doing, James? I'm fantastic, Dan. Can't wait to get back into our Another Virtua Fighter chat, the, the last one was, was great. Um, it was quite quite emotional at the end of that episode, you know, we were an outpouring of, of experiences and that. It was just a fantastic game, uh, and I, I really I can't wait to get into Virtua Fighter too. No, me neither, mate, because uh, as much as I love Virtua Fighter and it was such a big thing for me, as I mentioned in the, in the last pod, I didn't actually get my Sega Saturn until 1996. So whereas Virtua Fighter 1 was all about the arcades blowing me away, Virtua Fighter 2 uh, was, was the first Virtua Fighter game that I actually brought home with me. And uh, we'll probably get onto that a little bit later as we as we go through the pod and uh, the ver- ver- various versions of Virtua Fighter 2. But um, I think we, we, we'll go through, we can give a, a little bit of background on Virtua Fighter 2, I think, to start. So... Okay, so for those that are for the uninitiated, Virtua Fighter 2 was the sequel to Virtua Fighter. It used the Model 2 arcade board uh, to to crank everything that Virtua Fighter did up to 11. So uh, it textured the characters. So rather than just being, you know, the chunky polygonal blocks as as as, as much as we loved them, uh, it it brought them, you know, smack bang up to date just a, just a year later. Uh, it added two new characters. Uh, a ton more moves and a ton more versatility to the gameplay. But most importantly, it, it, it doubled the frame rate. So uh, it's kind of crazy to think that this came out. We had Virtua Fighter, and we were saying last time, weren't we, James, that Virtua Fighter came out in 1993, and we, we think about what we were playing in 1993. Uh, it seems unbelievable that that sort of game was around then, doesn't it? It's, um, it does kind of sound slightly hypocritical that we're kind of you know, praising the fact that it had moved to, to you know, textured characters, but, you know, obviously Virtua Fighter Remix had tried to do that and we mentioned that in the previous episode as well, but I think when you take the full package you know, of, of Virtua Fighter 2 um, it was adding, you know far more detailed backgrounds it wasn't just like a, a horizon with a ring you know, in, in the middle, it was you know, full scale, you had you know, trees, you had buildings you know, all this kind of stuff and mountains um, yeah. All in the background, it was a, a whole new package. So, well, yeah, Virtua Fighter Remix did do that whole kind of texture thing. VF2 just, you know, ramped it way up. Um, and again, 1994, um, it hit Japanese arcades in November 94. Um, January 95 in North America, and then the Sega Saturn versions was December 1st, 1995 in Japan. December 4th in North America, and we didn't get it in the good old European Union until January 26, 1996. So we were a wee bit later, about a month later. Than just, missed, just missed Christmas for us. Yeah, yeah, it did. <laughs> but um, no, just again, you, and this is another game which... I know it's came out on various platforms since, and there's been, you know, we'll go into the, the various versions that there is, but again, you, you look at 1994, yeah. um, 
and then again to witness this and the experiences of, of coming across Virtua Fighter 2 are, are quite similar for me for you know for, for, compared to Virtua Fighter 1 I mean what, what were your first introduction I know you said you got your Saturn you know later on and, and I think you're like myself because I got mine was it Christmas 97 as well Christmas no Christmas 96 sorry because my bundle was Virtua Fighter 2 Sega Rally uh, Euro 96 and Thunder Thunder Force or Thunderhawk 2 yeah um, it was a uh, Dixon's bundle um, if I remember um, so I mean I had played it beforehand obviously I'll get into that after after your own kind of experiences but when when did you first get your hands on Virtua Fighter did you play it in the arcade or Virtua Fighter 2 sorry was it in the arcade or was it when you, you did get your own your own Saturn home finally so I mean I first played this my biggest memory of playing this is at home on the Saturn um, and yeah I was it's it's frightening how similar our experiences are sometimes so I'm not sure if it's <laughs> part of the, the Curry's family then family then but I know Comet was and the fact that our that, that our deals sound so eerily similar so my I got my Sega Saturn for my for my birthday in November 1996 I didn't just get the Saturn now he got some money from everyone in my family and saved up all my paper round money for had for months it had been to finally buy one and i got mine with uh sega rally daytona usa and of course virtua fighter 2 so as we touched on last episode i hadn't actually uh played a sega saturn at this point aside from a few goes on a demo pod in argos uh quite a funny story actually is i told you that i played virtua fighter 1 in argos didn't i I did actually play a driving game, which I thought was the worst driving game I'd ever played um, because I couldn't control the stupid car. I kept bouncing <laughs> off the side of the stupid muddy track. And I thought, oh, if I get a Sega Saturn, I'm never buying this game. Um, and I could bet you can guess what game that was. Sega Rally. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just one of the best games on the system. Oh yeah, do you know what? It's it's in my it's it's one of my absolute. It's my favourite racing game of all time because of the handling. I love the handling in it. But back then, when I first played, I thought, what is shit? <laughs> and it was because I was so bad at it. It wasn't it wasn't my fault. It wasn't my fault. It was the game's fault, of course. Of course. <laughs> but um, yeah, Virtua Fighter that was in the package with uh, Daytona. You were saying Virtua Fighter too. And uh, I, I think we spoke before, before in one of the previous episodes where I said the guy in, in, in Comet was desperately trying to get me a buy, to buy a PlayStation. And uh, I was ex- exceedingly glad I didn't. Um, a common trait in shops in the UK yeah. back in the 90s. Yeah. I, I do think there was some sort of underhand deal going on there. Either, either a, a, a bit of Sony money was going into, into those uh, vendors' hands or... Or everyone was pissed off that the Sega Saturn had launched early before and kind of burned a lot of the shops. But anyway, I mean, I don't know about you, James, but when I first got mine, I, I took my bundle upstairs, ran straight to my bedroom, got the console out, got connected to the controllers, plugged it in, and pulled out this great big lead um, and looked at my sad old analog TV, uh, which had which was so old it had dials. <laughs> every single channel you had to you had to turn the twist the dials to tune it in it had no no remote control and uh i was like well where's the rf cable <laughs> i don't know if it was the same for you you must have you must have had the scar as well yes yeah right. and and uh yeah 
there was no RF cable. The, the, the guy in Comet hadn't told us this. Probably his final revenge for not buying a PlayStation at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have got a sale too if it wasn't for those pesky kids. <laughs> <laughs> this, will, this will teach that idiot. <laughs> so, I mean, it backfired on him. Um, and I'll tell you why. Because, of course, I couldn't play it on my telly. So I couldn't play it upstairs. But, you know, this is my console that I bought with my, all my money. So the shops are all closed at this point. It's late at night. And... Uh, I thought, oh, I need to play this. But has this got the connector and the tubby downstairs? And at the time, we used to rent a TV from uh, Rumbelows back when that was a thing. Christ. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, we had this rented TV. And uh, it was uh, like one of the very early widescreen ones. Um, it was like a tank. Um, but, of course, it had a, a SCART connector in the back. So I plugged it in. And the first time playing my own Saturn through RGB uh, on that telly in stereo was quite unlike any other experience I've had in turning on a, buying a home console. Nothing has stunned me more and more. And the first game I stuck in was Virtual Fighter 2. So uh, hammered through the start. I didn't watch the intro or anything like that. Went straight into it and then booming around the living room. Fight one. That wrote that, that's you know that that crisp sort of uh, almost robotic like voice ready go and from that i was in love instantly uh and uh, i don't think there's been ever a moment that uh, 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 any uh, video game any new console has grabbed me since that moment that was sensational to me uh and seeing virtual fighter 2 you know we were talking about how much we loved the polygonal look of the of the original game and there's a definite charm to that but as you're saying virtual fighter 2 didn't just increase the look of the characters increase the the detail in the backgrounds you had all, all the sweeping uh camera views or it looked so much better because it was moving at such a higher frame rate it was so crisp it was running at the sans high resolution mode which i didn't know what that meant back then i didn't even know it was a thing but all i knew was that this game in front of me looked like a million dollars it was absolutely sublime and it knocked my socks off quite frankly <laughs> i was in love instantly and of course i did have to go back to the old rf look a little while after but uh, i'll never forget that first moment so that was that was my first introduction to the game so uh, how about yourself um well arcade wise it was back in that that same arcade again but what they had done as i mentioned in the last episode is that they used to put the kind of biggest games they had facing out into the street to kind of draw crowds um and i remember they had virtua fighter 2 sega rally and virtua cop lined up side by side Big three. The big three. Um, and I remember, obviously, I had a shot of Virtua Fighter 2, um, completely blown away. Um, similar kind of feelings to the, the first game. But at this point, you're sitting there going, right, right, I've got access to playing this on a Saturn. But <laughs> the, the first game, you know, was outstanding. But this is this is something else. The the background, as I said, was so detailed. I mean, that, that first stage, whenever you fight Lau, straight away you've got that big grey castle in the background yeah you know it's like jeez oh, and the way the camera you know it comes down for the sky and pans round you know you're like jeez how, how are they going to do this um and i remember when i got it well, i didn't i got it in my bundle as i said when i got it in christmas 96 but um again my good old uncle had bought it and i remember he bought it in beaties in the oh. square <laughs> Um, 
and I managed to kind of I managed to do well out of that because he forgot I can't remember what one he bought first because it was the same shop but he bought Sega Rally one week and then he bought Virtua Fighter 2 about two weeks later or vice versa Yeah. And I always remember him saying to me oh, I bought a game two weeks ago didn't I I was like hi you did so <laughs> I managed to he'd forgot that he'd bought one of them um, and was quite happy to put his hand in his pocket for the other one so um, I remember getting Sega Rally and, and Virtua Fighter 2 had access to them quite quite, quite quickly one after the other but um Again, just just playing that, and like you said, that the high resolution mode and all this kind of technical stuff that the Saturn was doing, you don't learn about that until later on, and it's very similar in terms of you know, you watch all these videos about the the internal politics at Sega, you know, the Japanese versus the kind of Western divisions, and mm-hmm. you know Tom Kalinske fighting against the Japanese, you know, division to please don't release the Saturn like this, don't make us, you know spring it on people no bring it out and you can tell Tom Kalinske if you've watched that E3 footage he does not want to launch that console that day um, it's funny it's a similar aspect with the kind of technical aspect of games is that back then you didn't give a shit about any of that no. you know but it's amazing what you learn as you get older and time passes and you learn about the history of these things um, and, and you, kind of, you think back to what was going on behind the scenes and what was going on inside that box to drive that game. Because Virtua Fighter 2, for me, as I've said before, it, it remains the kind of crowning achievement on, on the Saturn. Technically, I think maybe Last Bronx um, and Panzer Dragoon Saga, I think maybe in a 3D space, are probably the kind of the kind of main ones. Virtua Cop 2 comes to mind as well. Last Bronx also runs in the high resolution mode right enough. So... Um, but Virtua Fighter 2 is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, way back in one of our earliest episodes, I remember using the term, the Saturn has no right to do this. Yeah. Um, in regards to some of its arcade conversions, and this is probably the one. That box has absolutely no right to be running that game like that. Um, and I've got Virtua Fighter 2 on Xbox Live Arcade, backwards compatibility, um, and it's lovely. Sarky perfect, but yeah. again, it doesn't have the charm. It doesn't. Of, it does not, and that's the thing. And I, I'd, I'd had this wee discussion, I think, with yourself and somebody else on on Twitter as well a couple of days ago. Is that the 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 charm of Sega games on a Sega console? See, having the controller in your hand, and it's a Sega controller, and you're playing the full package. I, I just don't think, and maybe it's only a thing that Sega fans have got, I don't know if it's just a thing that we we feel because of the upbringing and the history that we've got with these systems, but there's just, the, the soul is, is gone, it doesn't feel like the same game, it might yeah. look better you might get Shundee's bridge right? Yeah. You, know, you don't get the bridge in Shundee's stage and you don't float down a river, it's just static yeah. um, but those sacrifices are kind of what add to the charm you know, that, that, that gives the Saturn version that charm, that spirit, um, and I just, I just think it's, no, it's there's just no right for that machine to be running that game. It is an absolute crowning achievement. Yeah, I completely agree with you because I think the thing with you, if we talk about modern consoles, uh, the Xbox 360 can do Virtua Fighter to standing on its head, and the Xbox One even more so, and it couldn't have taken too many people to to emulate 
Virtual Fighter 2 on those systems. You know, there's so much power in, in modern systems compared to compared to what was around in 1990-1994. That it's easy for them to do that sort of thing, and it could probably be put by one or two people. But I think a lot of the art that we really appreciate, and I think one of the things that I absolutely adore about retro gaming, is that you've got these these systems that they really shouldn't be doing these games. And the Saturn is the Saturn is a great example of this, and I agree with you that Virtual Fighter 2 is the crown achievement and the pinnacle of this sort of ethos. But it's these people getting these machines to do things that they literally shouldn't be able to do. Finding whatever cuts they need to make, they, they make them. So even though, you know, when you saw Virtual Fighter 2 in the arcades and you've got all the 3D backgrounds and you have got Shandy's Bridge, but then when you open up on, on Lao Chan's opening stage of Virtual Fighter 2 on the Saturn and the background's 2D, but it's parallax rolling and it looks 3D and that's good enough. And it just seems that so much care and craft went into doing that, into all those little nips and tucks and little little optimizations to make it the, 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 the masterpiece that it actually is. That's kind of lost today because you have these machines of almost infinite power mm. that can kind of do anything. I think um, what you said there, the, the, the kind of one thing that came straight to mind, the one game that came straight to mind um, when you mentioned that was Bright Memory Infinite. Yeah. One person made that game. Yeah. Right? One person made that game and it looks ridiculous. Right? Yeah. Um, but as you said, limitless power. You know, Xbox Series X, even Xbox One X is a ridiculously powerful machine. The development tools that you've got nowadays compared to what these guys were working with in the 90s. You know, and as you see, all these weekend nips and tucks and sacrifices and that kind of... And I'm not saying the guy that made Bright Memory Infinite doesn't care about his product, but yeah. I think the level of care and pride that, that AM2 had, you know, that Virtua Fighter 2 was their, their current pride and joy, and they were maybe still a wee bit stung by the criticism of Virtua Fighter 1 in the home, yeah. And I think maybe even allowing for Remix, I think maybe that might have been a good thing and that it spurred them on. You know, we'll show them. You know, yeah. let, let's 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 just, you know, turn this up. 60 FPS, high resolution mode. Yeah, do, do what you can to, to get it on there. Um, and the end result was just, wow. Yeah, because I think they were under all sorts of pressure then if you put it into the context of, of 1995 for the sake of Saturn. I mean, Virtual Fighter had released that year if the Saturn had released in the rest of that year hadn't it um, that was the surprise launch was the summer 1995 with the first game and then you'd had Remix which we discussed last episode um, and this to come out you know again six months later is crazy but at that time they'd had a bunch of bad press for the Virtua Fighter 4 which me and you both I think we both agree that it was unjustified they'd had a lot of criticism for the Daytona USA port which as much as I love that port, I feel it's entirely justified. No matter how well it plays, it's uh, it's heartbreaking to, to look at sometimes. Especially whenever you see how good Sega Rally turned out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, a, and it's, it's a shame Sega Rally turned out so well and then we thought we turned a corner and then we got we got touring car. But, uh, oh. Great music, <laughs> though. Last great music. Ep- last episode. <laughs> yeah. Amazing music. But uh, yeah, um, but I think yeah, 1995 Sega were kind of they had their backs against the wall. I think Tekken had come out by then, 
the first Tekken, so this PlayStation at Tekken had the better versions of Tashinda, and Tashinda had made its way to the sand at that point. Uh, but they really needed something to knock it out of the park. But uh, I think, again, this I mean, if, we keep coming back to saying how good that Saturn port is. The the arcade machine was, you know, it, the Virtua Fighter 2 on the Model 2 arcade board, I believe it was the launch, the first game on the Model 2 arcade board, wasn't it? So I believe cut, so. So it's cutting edge. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something that's beyond beyond the Saturn, beyond Model 1. Um, and, you know, 1994, I mean, maybe it's probably interesting for us to talk about this again, but 1994, I was playing Sonic and & Knuckles and Mortal Kombat 2 were the new games that I had on my Mega Drive back then. Um, Virtua Fighter 2 is light years beyond that sort of thing. I was so, probably, probably playing Mortal Kombat 2 on the Amiga, which again was a decent port, but, yeah. um, you know, again, you're changing bloody discs. Yeah. You know, you've got a game over multiple floppy disks with animation frames cut out to compress it on there, decent port, as I said, but again, you, you were going from, you know, that that was what I had in my house, and then obviously Monko had this, this Saturn that has with, with Virtua Fighter 2, um, mm. you know, whenever it did come up with Saturn, but it's, it's amazing the jump that it was, was made, and that, that's what I feel when not going off on a tangent, but this is what I think modern gaming is, is really losing me. Um, I just don't feel the leap. Yeah. Um, I think we're getting to a stage now, and, and I'm going backwards, and I think that's maybe, you know, maybe family reasons as well that, um, and I said to somebody today on Twitter, was, was one of the, the guys who put a, a tweet out saying about, you know, why do you game? Um, and I think a lot of folk were saying it's an escape and it's their me time and that's all very true for me but I've, I've went kind of back the way towards my, my, my past because these were experiences that I can have today that don't like modern gaming is a commitment I yeah. don't, I don't yeah. find modern gaming as a pastime anymore it's a commitment Oh yeah. you, you, you need to invest serious time in uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla's got a bigger world than Odyssey Jesus come on man <laughs> I mean, I, I don't have the attention span with a, a toddler running about anymore, um, and I don't have the time to sit down. Um, I looked at my save game for, for Origins, and it's just shy of 70 hours. Oh. I mean, the chance of me finding 70 hours to sink into a game, an open world game now, is just. It just isn't going to happen. Um, and you're probably the same as well, mate, is that. I mean, you've, you've got more kids than me, um, <laughs> and it's. It's challenging to find the kind of the, the time and to have the attention span. I mean, I find if I sit down to a story-based game, I'm trying to skip cutscenes because yep. I'm going right. The weekends asleep for tours. I need to play. I don't want to watch a cutscene. I want to play, um, and that's why I think I've kind of gone back the way um, towards retro gaming, and that you can pick up these these great games, that arcade games, whether you want to play for ten minutes, twenty minutes, half an hour. Treat it like you've just put a quid in. I'm going to put. I'm going to have a credit, and and you play. When you get game over, you can turn it off, and you you, you can kind of go away satisfied that you've had a good experience. Um, and now, I don't even, I don't even remember now what the original question was, mate, because I've just went off on that much of a tangent. I am completely completely the same as you. I I'm. When was Red Dead out? It was eighteen, wasn't it? I didn't finish it till mid last year. It took me nearly ninety hours to get through the thing. And was that, uh, what RDR two? 
LDR2, yeah. And um, and I, I finished it and I put the controller down. The credits were rolling. And the credits went for about three days because like about a billion people. Sides of the team. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <laughs> and I thought, right. I'm done for open world games for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, went, I went to Horizon Zero Dawn this year on the PlayStation 4, and that was that was that was fun. But again, I, I'm like you, James. I don't have time. I don't have I don't have the attention span. I, I tried to get in a few games. Um, like I'm playing Titanfall at the moment. Um, I mean, the 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 old the rest mode in PS4 is a godsend sometimes for stuff like Bloodborne, which I could jump in and jump out. But I'm just like you in that. I'm right at home when I'm playing something from the arcade. And uh, I think Virtua Fighter is the epitome of this. Because when I first got my copy of Virtua Fighter 2 um, and my Sega Saturn, I was the only Sega Saturn owner I knew. But I had three friends who all had PlayStations. And uh, what what game did they have? They had Tekken 2. Uh, and why was Tekken 2 better? Because they, they said it had more characters. Uh, it had you know flashes whenever you hit someone <laughs> she's also familiar <laughs> you know you had secret modes you can go into first person oh and you had endings there's no story to virtual fire 2 you don't need a story they were saying oh you got no story in virtual fire 2 all dark characters get endings what ending do you get do you know i don't give a shit <laughs> the game played a million See? times better than tekken 2 did mate i'm telling you see that was getting ingrained in sony fanboys for day one it was cutscenes and stories and you know what I mean this is just fast forward to the crap that you hear today going on you know about story driven games and whatnot. Um, you're, you're 100% right um, you know it was myself and my, my best mate Sam were the only two Saturn owners in school in secondary school um, and while I would eventually get a Playstation he never broke ranks I've got to give Sam credit man he's never been a Playstation guy at all he's never owned one he's never owned a single Playstation um, but the Tekken 2 right? see Tekken, Tekken 1 and Tekken 2 were reasonably good fighting games but they weren't they couldn't touch Virtua Fighter playability wise or visuals wise I mean I think Tekken 3 was the kind of the one Tekken game that made me sit up and go right okay they're finally actually you know Tekken 3 almost caught up to Virtua Fighter 2 yep. visually for me um, they still didn't pass it no um, but it was just I could never, I could never go on board with Tekken. I could never the way that I used to see my, my PlayStation mates, they would hold the left side of the controller like a normal controller, and then they would claw hand over the four buttons. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Have you have you seen this? I've seen that, yeah. Yeah, so they could, they would have their three fingers and their thumb on the four buttons. What's this concoction? Yeah. You know, um, no, I just I was. I enjoy Tekken if I ever play it. Um, I've got Tekken 7 on the Xbox and it's, ah, it's nice. Um, there's no X enhancements, so I, I tend to kind of shun it um, because they never bother to put any effort in um, yeah. to the Xbox version. But ah, it's just, it's, I've never I've never been drawn to Tekken at all. Um, I could never back in the day see the allure of Tekken 1 versus Virtua Fighter and Tekken 2 versus Virtua Fighter 2. They were just, they weren't even worthy of being mentioned in the same breath. No, that's exactly how I feel. Um, I mean, I enjoy Tekken 2. It's probably my favourite of the first three Tekkens, although I appreciate that Tekken 3 looks better, but still, it wasn't quite as crisp and fluid as Virtua Fighter 2 was. 
to me and it wasn't as balanced i mean from a gameplay perspective it i don't think it was as tight as virtual fire 2 virtual fire 2 was the undisputed king for me and uh, remain the so until the i think the only challenger was its sequel and soul caliber the only games that came close to it in my mind i mean soul soul caliber was just that was probably the first the first fighting game probably since i mean virtual fighter 3 on, on dreamcast was decent but um for that wow factor um, i still think that wow factor in the home i think yeah soul caliber was probably the first one that made me go holy shit you know since since vf2 um i mean character wise we, we spoke about the they added, you know, Lion and 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 Shundi. Yep. Did did those additions draw you into to maybe change your character from from Jackie being the kind of one you you know gravitated towards, or, or did you kind of still, as you called yourself, a floozy yeah. in the last episode? Do you still jump around? Yeah, I did. I I mean, you probably remember from the in the man in the case you had the manual, and the manual was it was it was like a Haynes manual. It was so thick. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I remember the Virtua Fighter 2 box claimed over 2,000 moves. And uh, yeah, I, I like trying to learn all of them. Uh, and I tried learning all, all the characters. But what I loved about Lion and, and Shun was uh, they felt like uh, they were moving more towards what we'd know as 3D gaming today. And they'd have moves that, you know, they'd have throws like Lion and have that one where he trips you up and you fall to the side and then the camera moves with you. And Shundi had that one where he sort of spins around and does the elbows. I love using them both. I mean, Shun was an absolute riot to play with uh, if you could uh, get used to him. Because he had his, in his background, the more drunk he got, the more skilled he get, didn't he? The old drunken fist. That's cunt. right. I would take a take a drink and he would, <laughs> he would get better. Yeah, I, I don't think there was a drink. I don't, there's no drink meter in it. You don't see it, but it's a mechanic, isn't it? Because uh, I think it's not until the sequel on Fire's Mega Mix that he actually has the the number of drinks he's had. Pop up <laughs> but uh, yeah, he had some brilliant moves. And then I used to like if I was you know had some friends around and I was playing them and I was showboating, I'd do the old I think it was quarter circle, uh, half a circle back. And Sean would just do the lay on his back and then he'd flip onto his hands and then you fight the rest of the fight do you know, upside down. <laughs> oh, I mean, whenever I um I put Virtua Fighter two back on and after getting the Saturn last weekend, um and back in the day Lion's taunt didn't bother me. But yeah. uh, it certainly did whenever <laughs> twenty five years on or whatever. I don't make it a habit of fighting the elderly like piss off. I'm 41 now, so it, it sort of resonates a bit more than it did back yeah. then. <laughs> yep. And I'm not far away, mate. Oh, oh dear. But I follow those days again, eh? Oh. But um, I think probably while we're talking about Virtua Fighter 2, uh, probably something worth discussing is another version of it, which uh, you may have played. Um, it's one I've got, but it's uh, Virtua Fighter Kids. Yes. A chance to play that. Yes. Um, the bobblehead version. Yes. The, the, the chibi version. If that's, the, if that's the way they, they describe it now. Uh, it's uh, worth it alone just to hear Akira do his ora, ora, ora. Yeah. Ora, ora, ora. It's like the helium balloon version. So I, I never understood that they're, they're, they're meant to be kids, right? But somehow Jeffrey still got a beard. And like Sean still drinks. Yeah, and John still drinks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
gets pushed as a toddler. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe he's a, he's a lockdown toddler. He's had enough. Yeah, he's had enough. He's, uh, he's turning to the drink already. So uh, that's, that's what having no school does to you. Aye. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's, I, again, it's a, it's a game that I, that I got. My, my copy that was a Japanese copy. Whenever I was kind of a bit older, and I started importing the Saturn stuff. Um, yep. And I, it was just, it was one that I, I, I very rarely played it. I just bought it to kind of complete the set, so to yeah. speak. But a uh, nice, nice looking wee game. But it was quite awkward trying to kind of get your timing in for some of, especially Akira's moves. Like yeah. his, his shoulder dash to get behind. There's, there's a kind of there's a specific gap that you've got to have. Because you can't execute that, you know, away down diagonal towards punching guard to go behind. But yeah. because the heads are so big, yeah. it's <laughs> difficult to gauge yeah. where it's actually going to take effect. Um, and then doing his double kick as well. His legs were so dumpy. Yeah. So how was his feet meant to protrude far enough beyond his chin to yeah. kick somebody? <laughs> Just... oh, it, that was my main thing with it as well, is that, you know... You can get basically face to face with someone, you know, right, get right into their grill. But you got your little T Rex arms, and you know, if I'm playing, if I'm playing, say, with pie, and I'm trying to do the punch, punch, kick, you, you hit, you hit two out of three punches, and then you miss the kick because your head's pushed them along more than the punches have. It's a, it's a very odd game. Um, it's, it was, it, it sort of came out of nowhere. I remember finding out about it in uh, Sega magazines at the time. Um, and it kind of got, it got good reviews. I mean, the game looked, I thought it looked pretty good. Because it looked not quite as good as Virtua Fighter 2, you know, the main version. But it looked it looked decent. And uh, I did love a lot of the art design. So, you remember Akira's stage in it? I'm not sure. It, it's, um, instead of, you know, the temple and everything, it's all kind of building blocks of the ABC. <laughs> and That's right. I love those little touches. They're really, really great little touches. Uh, and the, the music was all, you know, remixed to sound like a sort of a, a nursery game. And of course, <laughs> <laughs> the pitch of all the characters' uh, phrases were all were all changed. And it was, you know, just a, another version of Virtual Fighter 2, albeit, yeah, just very, very odd. It's uh, it's one I got uh, when it's similar again, similar to you. I got it when I started importing, and I've got the Japanese version, and. Uh, the sleeves really nice for it, the Japanese version. I, I, yeah. really, I like the cover for it. Yeah, same. It's uh, it, I, I love, I, I do like, and I, I do like the art style in it. I do like the graphics, and I think it's, it, it, I think it's a great little novelty. But unfortunately, I don't think it's, it's much more than that. Than that, I think they were just trying to capitalise on, on how popular Virtua Fighter Two was at the time. Perhaps not so much in the West, but certainly in Japan. Aye, it's definitely one I think. Um... I don't, I don't see anybody picking it up over one of the, the main games. That's that's for sure. If, if you're sitting there going, go play some Virtua Fighter tonight, you've got your shelf. I think I'll play kids. I don't. <laughs> no. Yeah, no one's clamoring for uh, Virtua Fighter Fire Final Showdown kids, are they? <laughs> at least you know it would look good. Yeah, it, it, looked, it looked great. Um, maybe another one just to... Just to get a mate to play for a few minutes and have a laugh or just stick on it in the background and have a giggle, ch- ch- chuckle to yourself now and again. Um, but that wasn't the only really odd port of Virtua Fighter 2 or odd version of him. I think we mentioned in the in the last episode, 
it also made its way to to the Mega Drive. Um, I'm not sure if you if you had a chance to play that one. It's inexplicably made its way to a few of the of the Mega Drive compilations and minis and stuff. Yeah, um, I mean, believe it or not, I first played it, and I'm I, I remember seeing seeing footage of the Mega Drive version, but it also came out on iOS. Did it? Yes, it did. I've not played the iOS version. That, that. And uh, <laughs> you never will, because um, Sega, as they have done with so many of their classic games, have decided not to bother updating it for 64-bit. So oh, okay. unless you can jailbreak your iPhone or iPad to support old apps, um, or you've got a device that's on it's iOS 11 um, or earlier, then you can't access it. It's actually in my list of downloads, my purchases, but I can't download it because my, my phone's too new. Oh, so how was it on iOS? Um, about the same as a Mega Drive, uh, an insult to the actual game. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, Mega, the Mega Drive purists are going to be like that. Come on. Yeah, it, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, as you look, you think of how fluid the original arcade game is and how, how fluid the Saturn the Saturn port is of the main game. Um, and there's an awful lot of animation there to, to, to cram into a, a 2D game. And there's a reason why it's only 3D games that kind of move like this. Um, and in terms of what they've achieved, it's, you know, it's, it's respectable. Um, a little bit left of field, but you, you kind of respect what they did there. Uh, but it's not quite right. The, 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 the lack of animation frames, not so much from a gameplay perspective, but the, the physical animation means that the timing's off. You know, I, I defaulted to Jackie when I was last playing it. Uh, I played it this week, and uh, it's just, uh, okay, this is, you know, it's it's qu- quite an achievement, but it's it's not great. So, yeah, it's and, and, it, and I think we mentioned last time as well, in the last episode, and we were talking about Virtual Fighter 1, it's missing Shun and, and Lion. Which is is odd to me. You call your game Virtual Fighter Two. Uh, you take you take away the the third dimension, and you take away the two characters that were added for Virtual Fighter Two. I mean, all you are you're left with uh, a two D version of Virtual Fighter One essentially. So um, I don't think uh, you know as much as we begrudge Sega taking games down from various digital platforms. Uh, Am I wrong in saying that's one that we that we probably don't miss an awful lot? No. Um, while you were you were talking there, mate, and I, I was listening away to you there, if you've got your phone handy, check your DMs. I have just literally went on the app store and my purchases and taken screenshots of it from the my purchases. <laughs> um, it, it literally is the Mega Drive version. Um, it has a, a three out of five rating, um, yep. but I can't I can't download it. But just to compound the misery even more, you said pretty accurately that without Shun and without Lion, it's pretty much Virtua Fighter 1, but called Virtua Fighter 2. Yep. The app icon is equally as much of a contradiction because it says Virtua <laughs> Fighter 2, but it's got Virtua Fighter 1 characters. Oh, yes. In, their, in, their, in their, all of their blocky, non-textured glory. Yes. Oh, so wonderful. I will stick those screenshots onto the, the Twitter feed to accompany this episode when it uploads um, just to, to show that it just came to me that I first played that on iOS um, I and like a lot of Sega games or you know classic games that have come out on iOS they just didn't get updated Soul Calibur being another one which is a fantastic port on iOS I've didn't, heard... get up, didn't get updated 
So yeah, I mean, yeah. Sega of 2013, you've done it again. I mean, you know, just. I mean, don't get me wrong. It'd be nice to have it to, to play. Um, yeah. It's the fact that I've paid for it and I can't even access it um, would be nice. But I just did think it was quite funny that you you kind of called it Virtua Fighter One essentially, but named Virtua Fighter Two, and then the very app icon is pretty much that. Yeah. Embodied. I mean, <laughs> it is. I mean, playing playing a fighting game on a touchscreen is uh, is tough at the best of times. Hellish. Yeah, but I think. The Mega Drive version itself isn't the most responsive fighting game in the world. I mean, it's it's quite an achievement. And it, as far as fighting games are concerned, it, it's okay. You'd, you'd play it over, say, Pit Fighter, or I you know, that. yeah, or what, what was that DC fighting game that was a that was appalling, or Shaq Fu, or anything like that. Oh, Shaq, I don't the Amiga. Oh, it was so bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's, it's or Rise of the Robots, obviously, isn't it? Oh, here, mate. Yeah. I remember the hype for Rise of the Robots. That was maybe the, the second coming of Christ. Oh, for, it really for, was. For beat-em-ups. <laughs> um, oh, man. And then I remember, I got that for the Amiga. How many discs was that? Seven? Seven discs. It was something ridiculous at seven discs. It was, um, oh, and it had like five frames of animation. You pressed yeah. the, the, the button to punch and it was, oh, so Virtua Fighter 2 was a godsend compared to that. Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst fighting game in the world, but I think in terms of, when you think of Virtua Fighter itself um, and the influence it's had and how well respected it was, particularly in 1996 when the 2D version was released, it's it's almost an insult to a degree, isn't it? It's not quite the same. So, yeah, I think that was that was it until um, we had the, it says that there was a PlayStation 2 port here that I'm looking at. That's not one I ever got a chance to play. Was that? Was that? I know Sega did a, a range. I know what they, what they called it. I know the spine. It was only in Japan because Sega Rally came out as well. Um, and it had, was it was it Sega Ages 2000 or something? It said down the spine on the 2500, front. 2500. Because I think uh, the the thing was it was 2500 yen to buy them. Ah right, yep. So uh, yeah, it seems that that it was released on that on in that series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I never got a chance to play any of those because obviously they were. Japan only, and I never, I never imported for PS2, um, and I, I don't know much about that port. I, I didn't assume that it's close to arcade perfect. And there was a Windows version as well. There was a Windows version yeah. as well. Um, that was what when did that came out. September '97. Yeah. Came out um, again. Never ever. I didn't have a, a computer until I, I went to college. Mm. Um, whenever. I could run Quake for the first time and thought it was the business. Yeah. Then deleted I, a couple of DLL files to try and make up space. And then corrupted <laughs> the whole install. So it was a crash course on how to reinstall Windows 95, 96, whatever <laughs> it was. Uh, you live and learn. You do. Oh, I, I, I never played the Windows version either. I, I never found the, the version of Virtual Fighter 2 for PC and WH Smith for 97P like I did the no. original. <laughs> I don't think you could. You, I don't think you could devalue Virtual Fighter in that way. Tuna sweet corn sandwich, can of coke, bag of crisps, and a copy of Virtual Fighter Two, please. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, should I have two lion bars, or should I have a copy of Virtual Fighter? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, so one good. version of one version I think we have both played is the Xbox 360 port. Yes. Um, which is great because that's backwards compatible with 
the Xbox One, as we've mentioned. Um, and I don't think there's much more we can say. I know we touched on it earlier, but it is arcade perfect. Yeah, you would expect that given the, the kind of power in that box as well. Um, never, never mind even the current box, but the you know the previous one, the Xbox 360 and, and PS3 versions. You know, you would expect them to, you know, run that as you said. I think the, the, the phrase you used was "run it standing on its head." Um, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's got shuns bridges we've mentioned in the backgrounds are all full 3D and whatnot. But again, it's not it's not got that feel. No. Does it have the uh, AI learning mode in it? Because that was a big. Uh, I don't think it does. I remember that you could turn that on and off. Another thing I think was I don't know if it's in the 360 version is you could change the size of the ring. I don't know if that's yeah. in there either. <laughs> yeah, you could. Is that in there? I don't think I, I don't think it's in the free the free uh, It's mad. I I bought it on release. I was so excited for it, and I think I played it through once. Yeah, that's that's nice. It's Virtual Fighter too. And, and, and probably went back to my Saturn version. I've played that more since. So, um, it's like we were saying earlier. It's it, I think you just lose you lose the charm of it. Um, but I think if, if you know we're, as we were discussing you know between us uh, before before we started the episode, Sega Saturns are getting so expensive these days. I think if you don't if you're not able to get a Sega Saturn or if you if you don't have a retro gaming setup, uh, but you want to try Virtual Fighter Two out, it's it's probably a very good way to play. I think it's very fairly cheap. Thank you. I mean it might even be on sale just now. There's a massive sale on the Xbox store. I picked up a couple of Assassin's Creed games for like two pounds sixty nine. Yeah. So yeah. check it out. Definitely I think if, if yeah, if they haven't played it before, definitely check it out. Yeah. So uh I think that's just about everything on Virtua Fighter 2 then, isn't it? Um, I think so. It's, for me, it's it's a super special game. It's the game that I first booted up on my very own Saturn, as I say, loading it up on uh, on the, quote, big TV in the living room, uh, even though it was just for one night at the time. Uh, it was quite unlike anything I'd ever experienced at that point. I was I've been impressed with stuff on you know the Mega Drive, which is why we got one, um, and getting my own computer when I was a kid was big moments uh, in in my gaming life, so to speak. But uh, playing Virtual Fighter 2, seeing it boom for the first time on 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 that TV, and that, that I mean the soundtrack for I don't think we've mentioned the music yet, have we? The soundtrack is oh, it's stunning. It's so awesome. I mean, even even when you start the uh, the first stage on on La- on against Lowers, and you're just like, yeah, right, here we go, let's do it. So yeah, just just all of that that whole that whole dilling and that, that the music and the announcer and then just the way it looks, the way it moved, the way it sounded, just nothing else will really compare to how I felt. And the game still holds up so well today. On the Sega Saturn, better than better than any other fighting game from that generation, I'd say. No, I think um, before we before we wrap up, I'm, I can't mention the music without you, you mentioned low stage, but Akira's one as well. That way, that starts just just a big big bass goes right into yeah. it. It's outstanding. It really is. It's so epic, and then and then the then the melody. I've had the, the actual soundtrack for VF2 is on Spotify. Yes, yes, I've uh, I've listened to it a few times when cycling home from work. It's uh, <laughs> <laughs> obviously pre pre lockdown, but yes, uh, 
I do like to put on some of the uh, some of the Sega Sound Team soundtracks, and uh, that's a regular one because uh, that definitely gets the blood pumping. It's such such an awesome soundtrack. So yeah, that uh, the game's going to be one that I hold forever in my heart for various reasons, and not just I think it's not just nostalgia. I think it literally is that good. Um, before before fighting games before 3D fighting games receives a dodge button um, I think that this is the pinnacle of the, of the 3D fighting era and maybe even beyond that um, it's certainly the only game that I think gives it a run for its money is Virtua Fighter 5 in that space I don't know how you, if, you, if you feel feel similar um, I think yeah, well, Virtua Fighter 3 um, I think again that, that's got a special place for me because obviously it was with my Dreamcast that I imported, and that was the first machine that I actually imported with my own money kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I just think Virtua Fighter 2, I think playability-wise, it holds up so, so well today. Um, it's certainly um, it's certainly up there. It's, it's the best of the what you would call the old-school, you know, 3D fighters, the original yeah. 3D fighters, before we started bringing, you know, dodge buttons and, you know, rage meters and whatever you want to call it else, it's, it's definitely the pinnacle of, of the, the original breed of, of 3D fighters. Uh, absolutely, yeah, and Virtual Fighter 3 was fantastic as well, but that's uh, a story for next episode. So I think I think that's us done for Virtual Fighter, Fighter 2. It is indeed. It is. So uh, where, what do you think of Virtual Fighter 2? I'd like to hear from, from our listeners. Uh, is Virtua Fighter 2 one of the most amazing fighting games of, of all time, like me and James think, or, or are we wrong? I'd love to hear from you what your memories of when you first saw Virtua Fighter 2 were. Uh, you can reach out to us at Sega Guys. Uh, you can reach myself at, at Swooper D or James at Dreamcast Addict. Um, and next time we'll be talking about Virtua Fighter 3. Is it possible that Virtua Fighter could blow us away not once, not twice, but three times? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think you probably know the answer to that. But uh, until next time, I'll speak to you soon. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Cheerio.